this morning's reading comes from 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 2, starting at verse 17 through all of chapter 3. But, brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who as our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted, and it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labours might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us, just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus, clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. So far God's reading. A new pastor was uh, visiting the homes of some people in his parish, in his church group, and um, at one of the homes it was obvious that someone was there at the home, but no one came to the door. He was repeatedly knocking on the door, hello, is anybody there? But no one came. But he knew that somebody was there, and so the pastor took out a, a card and wrote Revelation 3.20 on the card and uh, slipped it under the door. Well, the following Sunday, uh, his card was returned to him via the offertory and added 
to the card was this cryptic message, Genesis 3.10. We're going to his Bible to check out the reference. The pastor began laughing. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Genesis 3.10, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid for I was naked. <laughs> Pastoral ministry comes with great uh, challenges and great delight. And when Paul and his companions had uh, arrived at Thessalonica in AD 49 in their second missionary journey, they came with pastoral hearts. Concerned to see Thessalonians believe the gospel and repent of sin, which some did. They turned, we read, from idols to serve the living and true God. So in other words, their allegiance now is for the Lord Jesus. They were living the Christian life. They were serving Jesus and God's word was at work in their lives. And so Paul's able to call them brothers and sisters in Christ. They had become so dear. We've seen how he came alongside them to be gentle with them like a mother, caring like a father, urging that they might live lives worthy of God who called them into his kingdom and glory. Paul was a pastor to them. But as their pastor, forced to flee the city, being separated from them, He's concerned that they might stop trusting in Jesus Christ, particularly as they suffered ongoing opposition. As we live as followers of Jesus, what are the issues and the temptations or the pressure points, reasons that could cause us to stop trusting in Jesus? I received an email last week from a Christian friend who coaches uh, ministers, church leaders, and um, he was reflecting on people becoming a Christian who don't go the distance, which really breaks the pastor's heart. He said that one young adult in his church decided they could no longer believe and left his church. Seemed to be a follower of Jesus. Now she's not. And then he shared a sad statistic that research about his denomination that he was in said that something like 76% of young adults by the time they leave school and leave home are no longer following Jesus. Many people profess the faith without ever really possessing it. And for the Apostle Paul, separated from his church in Thessalonica, he reveals his pastoral heart in this section we're going to look at this morning. Now it's under three headings. If you've got your hand out there, you'll see them printed. How pastoral hearts desire face-to-face -face fellowship. Pastoral hearts desire Jesus' followers to persevere in the Lord. And their pastoral hearts desire Jesus' followers to make progress in the faith. So firstly, let's have a look together at pastoral hearts desire face-to-face -face fellowship. 
You notice there in verse 17 how desperately Paul and the team wanted to reunite with the Thessalonians. Uh, They're on their hearts, on their minds. But that wasn't enough. They were like parents separated from their children, torn away. Uh, Literally, the word is orphaned. Their pastor wants to be face to face with them again. He tried all sorts of ways to get there, to reunite. You see it there in verse 18 where he says again and again. But he has this interesting phrase, but Satan hindered us. Maybe by some illness or some form of opposition, whatever it was, what we would recognise there is that it is a spiritual battle. Satan barred the way so their pastor couldn't return to them. No doubt Paul had regularly prayed uh, to return. In fact, you can see it there in verse 11, chapter 3, where Paul asks the Lord, it says, to clear a way for us to come to you. No doubt he made plans as uh, his longing to be with them continued. He loved this church. He loved the people, each one. You want to be with the people you love, don't you? Spending time with other Christians. Our enemy tries to stop this fellowship. Frequently, it takes effort to meet up and be face to face with one another Sunday by Sunday. But it's as we meet and as we build one another in the faith that we don't give up. Notice another factor we learn in meeting face to face here in verse 19. You've got your Bible open, you'll see it there. For what is our hope and our joy or our crown in which we glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. The day was coming when Paul would give account to the Lord for the way that he pastored them. His hope is the Thessalonian Christians will be in Christ on that day. But you see, he's not just simply going to cross his fingers and hope for the best. They are the cause of Paul's joy, for they are strong in their faith. That's how he wants them to be on that day. For they kept the faith. You see, on that day, Paul won't be saying, look what I did for you, Lord. Rather, look at these Thessalonians. Here's how you used us. Here is our boasting, our glory. It's them. We present the Thessalonians before you, Lord. And just as a crown proved to everyone that the runner won the race, so the faith of the Thessalonians would prove that Paul had won the race of faith. 
Paul could boast even more in the cross. For the faith of the Thessalonians was the fruit of the cross. The message that Paul delivered to them, which they received and believed, wasn't in vain. As we think about our fellowship here, is there a longing to meet together with each other because of our love and our concern for one another? Our Lord does not look, overlook the ones that you have faithfully sought to pastor. Those you have built up and shared with and prayed with and encouraged to persevere. On the day of Christ, they shall be testimony to your faith, your boast in the cross, your crown and your rewards. Ask the Lord to increase your pastoral heart for one another in his church and for his people. Pastoral hearts desire face-to-face -face fellowship. That's our first point this morning. And secondly, pastoral hearts desire Jesus' followers to persevere in the Lord. Let me remind you that Paul didn't have face Facebook and um, he didn't really know what was happening. We got a lovely piece of news on Facebook uh, yesterday. Kathy uh, was telling me that um, at one of our previous church that we'd just been, we were having a uh, Sharing Jesus for Life event. And uh, the, a number of the church had got together and invited a speaker. And uh, this particular lady in the congregation had opened her home and uh, this, this lady had been invited to come and uh, was sharing about uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus to members of the church and invited guests. Facebook's a great tool like that, isn't it? We get to sort of catch up and find out what's happening uh, when we're uh, distant from them in that regard. But here is Paul, distant from them, no doubt in Athens, and uh, he doesn't want this wall of silence to remain between himself and the Thessalonians. And so the second best option without Facebook and other means is to send Timothy over the wall, as it were, there in verse 2. And really, he's Mr. Reliable, Timothy. He's a trusted colleague, a key man, he describes there as a brother and fellow worker of God in the gospel, who we read in verse 2 will strengthen and encourage them in the faith. What might be this encouragement? What might it be like? And Timothy would come alongside them to remind them about the suffering that they were destined for, that Paul had already spoken about when he was with them. Something like this. Remember, remember when you signed up to follow Jesus. Remember that suffering was part of the deal. There is a cost. Just think about Paul's example of that. Like him... You were destined to suffer. It's God's plan. 
let that encourage you to persevere in the Lord. And so the pastoral heart of Paul wants to know that these believers are persevering in the Lord and haven't given up and escaped the pressure. Nor, verse 5, had the tempter in some way tempted them not to persevere. True Christian faith is persevering faith. We believe that those whom the Lord calls to faith will be preserved and persevere. Every day is a day to persevere. Every day there are opportunities to strengthen and encourage believers to persevere. How do you know if you are persevering in the Lord? Well, think, are you trusting in him? Now, what does it look like? How do you know? There's nothing like difficulties and afflictions to get you persevering in the Lord. Are you looking to Jesus by faith so you live God's way? as revealed in his words? Are you concerned for people in your church to persevere in the Lord? Are you committing your needs or concerns and plans to the Lord? Trusting that what you face in your Christian life is part of what you have been destined for. All this doesn't mean you won't come alongside your brothers and sisters with pastoral hearts to strengthen and encourage to persevere in the Lord. For one of the things Timothy no doubt was reminding the church about was that not even temptation and suffering is outside the sovereign plan of God. That our God governs all things even the evil God's people endure. The Lord never does wrong himself, but he uses it for our good and for his glory. We often cannot see what the purpose is for afflictions we face. But persevering in the Lord means we will see them as never derailing his plans, nor see them as meaningless. And he uses pastoral hearts of his people who come alongside one another in his church to tell each other this is true, that we won't be shaken or overcome or give up. And this is what precisely happened at Thessalonica. Timothy returns, we read, and the news is gospel. Good news. They are strong in faith and love, persevering, which is ultimately a gift from Jesus. Nor had they blacklisted Paul and his team, verse 6. In fact, we see that the feeling was mutual. 
we read they had fond memories of they had fond memories and longed to see them and the encouragement as well was mutual verse 7 brothers in all our distress and persecution we were encouraged about you because of your faith Paul had sought to encourage them now news about their persevering faith encouraged him this mutual concern or desire identifies for us an important truth that we must not view ourselves as connected to Jesus but disconnected from one another who trust in Jesus so we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who weep for we are united to one another in the body of Christ literally verse 8 the news of the Thessalonians brought Paul to life he rejoiced because now he knew through Timothy's report that what he preached in Thessalonica was bearing fruit in their lives they were in the Lord's Christ was sustaining them he had them they were his living in him and nothing will snatch them from his hand there was just simply not enough words of thanksgiving for Paul to give to God for the joy he received because the news of Timothy that the church at Thessalonica perseveres in the Lord strong in faith and isn't that so wonderfully humbling that the Apostle Paul of all people was sustained because of the faith of his friends have you ever considered that as you show evidence in your life of persevering in the Lord, of joy and faith in him, you are being used to sustain the faith and joy of other believers? As you seek to grow, mature, persevere in the Lord for your own sake, you grow, mature, and persevere for the sake of others in the church. Pastoral hearts desire Jesus' followers to persevere in the Lord. And then thirdly, pastoral hearts desire Jesus' followers to make progress in the faith. In the struggle to express thankfulness to God for the Thessalonians it wasn't a case that they weren't trying hard in verse 10 you see it there night and day we prayed most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith they were regular and serious about seeing them again to have this gospel ministry with them again and again and although they were genuinely persevering in the Lord these Thessalonians they didn't know everything there was to know about Christ. They'd come far, but like all of us, who can say we no longer need to make progress in the faith? Who can say that we have a complete understanding of what God has revealed in his words? In this way, they, they and we are all lacking in faith. And I remind you this morning, friends, that even when we are in glory, 
in the presence of the Lord. We will spend eternity growing in our understanding of God and our love for him. Now Paul prays at the end, at the end there, to to end this separation. Verse 11, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus clear a way for us to come to you. May it please the Lord in his sovereignty to reunite us with you. His prayer is for the Thessalonians, uh, to the Lord, to increase the Thessalonians' love and, and overflow in this love for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. There is a prayer for you that week, this week coming up for the God's church right there. For the love of, in the church to increase and overflow for one another. That it's God's love that we be centred in his church. That as they grow in love, they might be established blameless, it says, in holiness at the return of our Lord Jesus. And so we see the connection between love and holiness in our Christian living. For there can be no true love without holiness. And there can be no true holiness without love for God and neighbour. And this is where we make progress in our faith. Where we will make progress. And where we are held accountable by God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ for the way we live. Friends, may our loving God increase in us that desire for pastoral hearts that so long to be together Sunday by Sunday in fellowship, face to face, and indeed during the week. To persevere in the Lord in the face of affliction and suffering for our sake and the sake of others. That we long as members of the body of Christ, his church to make progress in the faith in holiness and love may you like Paul be able to say from a pastoral heart for each other that what is my hope my joy or my crown in which I will glory in the presence of the Lord when he comes Is it not you? Indeed, you are my glory and joy. For you not only shared the word of God, but shared your life with each other. So on the day of Christ, they would be blameless in holiness, standing firm in the Lord, your hope, your joy, and your crown in which you will glory to the praise of his glorious grace. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, 
we sit as your people this morning having had these words in scripture open in front of us we do want to be people living lives that are worthy of you and we do pray that by your Holy Spirit we might so desire each one to persevere in the faith and to make progress in that faith. Our Father, we ask this prayer that you would grant to each one of us an increasing pastoral heart for each other. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.